I was, it came over. We were, it was basically a pass shot. It was like at 70 yards. I, I shot at it and it glides down and I walk over and it's doing this uh, hoist Gracie sh shit where it's laying on its back and it's kind of kicking. I think and it's dead. Right. So I reached down <laughs> to grab it by the neck and it went right through the web of my hand. I'm my mom's life. It went right through here. That's what that scar is. from. They're, they're mean as a freaking pet coon. And that is, I'm telling you, I would, uh, I would rather just try to shave a bob bobcat balls fight with train. They are mean. It is bad. I'm telling you. Special guest Michael McNeil. Don't <laughs> Dang it, I knew you were going to do something like that. Uh, Mike is one of the... How can I say this nicely? He is... He's a very special person. That's no. what John says, too. My brother says that about you? very special. No, Mike is one of those guys that uh, is very boisterous. Very... Well, to, to sum it up, he's probably the biggest Florida Georgia line turkey hunting bullshitter on the planet. You're always, you're just going to go right there, right off the top. <laughs> yeah. You told me not to use the F word, and here we are right now. Yeah. I almost used it right there. No, we said <laughs> refrain from using too oh, many. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I get it. <laughs> no, this is Michael McNeil, the goose man himself. I'm here. This guy travels all over. He hunts all over. Do you fish at all? Yeah, a little bit. A little yeah, bit when no, I fish. he doesn't fish not a lot. Bit. Not a lot. Yeah, well, that's all right. I'm a, you're an outdoorsman. I am an outdoorsman. And that's why we have you here. And because a lot of people find you interesting. I'm an interesting cat. Yeah, no, I got, uh, I don't have the most haters on the internet, but I like to try to find and see if I can get to that point someday. <laughs> I can, Jeez. I can be there and I can have the most. Well, we don't hate you, but tell us about you. Who are you? What do you do? What's your passion? Tell us a little bit okay. about you before well, we go crazy here. Yeah, before we go crazy, I guess. Yeah, I'm. Uh, my name is Michael McNeil. I, um, I'm a senior account executive for Layton Broadcasting. So most people on the internet uh, that follow me, they don't understand that I do have a real job. I don't just travel and hunt. I have to pay for all of it somehow. So um, I do marketing and advertising for a living. So that's part of my job. And then um, on top of that, I love to travel. I love to hunt. Um, waterfalls, my passion. Snow geese, honkers. Do hunt some ducks. Um, I've killed five or six different species of big game this year. Um, I hunt about nine states and two Canadian provinces every year. Not this year. No, no, Canada. That, that hurts. It hurts real, real bad. Canada's my favorite spot. That's what we can't go there fishing either, man. No, I know. And the thing is, is that, you know, I, well, one good thing about not going to Canada this year, though, is the fact that we all got to uh, go try some different stuff. I got to go hunt Montana for waterfall for the first time this year. That was awesome. Um, I went to Texas. I got to do some cool play. I got to hunt some states that I never uh, got to, and I wouldn't have the opportunity if uh, Canada, because I usually spend about about a month a year in Canada. Why? Why do all you diehard sick waterfowlers love Canada? You know, it's. Um, and do the, you like it better in the fall or the spring? Because I know you go both times. Spring. Um, I like spring. Typically, the weather's a lot nicer. Um, unlike most spring hunts, there's not as much mud. You can drive in all the fields. That's cool. But Canada's the Holy Land. Um, it's the, n number one, the people are amazing in Canada. Um, in fact, I have a farmer. I stay right with them at their home. They invited us in. I've been staying in their basement when I go up there for like 10 years. Mm. Um, they, I mean, the people are nice. The farmers getting permissions easy for most, for the most part in, in my area, um, you know, and it's just the birds are dumb. It's the first time they come down from the north. Um, they haven't eaten. They haven't had a chance to eat, so they're super hungry. You shouldn't um, make it all wine and roses because now you're just making people that 
probably wouldn't go go. Uh, no, I, you know what? Everybody, I think it's on every waterfaller's to-do list to go to Canada. It's no big secret. But, you know, it's it's one of those things that I just, the whole aspect of the hunt, just not, it's a, a time where you can just put it on autopilot and it doesn't have to be hard. It's not, every day is not different. Um, it's, for the better lack of word terms, it's easy. Easier. Easier. That's pretty easy, too. <laughs> for a man of my stature, it's easy. <laughs> Oh my. So I feel like an important part of the backstory here is what started this? Because nor- normal people don't hunt the way that you do. Yeah. Um, my goal, I went to college at Mayville State. I got a degree in business administration. And the, since the first day I stepped foot on that college, my dream and my goal was to find a job that gave me enough free time that I could make a crap ton of money so that I could go and hunt as much as I wanted to. So um, from the day I stepped foot, that was the ultimate goal. Um, It took me eight years of working at the job where I finally got to the point where I could look at my boss and say, "Ah, see you later, Bob. See you later, everybody. I'm gone. I'm whatever. I'll see you when I get back. (laughs) And now it's got to the point they're just, just tell us when you're going to be here (laughs) and not when you're going to be gone. It's a little easier that way. And there, and I'm, I'm probably one of the luckiest guys on the planet to work for a company that just, they, they understand my passion. And when I get back, I bust my ass and I make sure that I hit the numbers I need to. And, um, do you still have a desk? Uh, I do. And when I get there, the papers are like this high (laughs) and then I got, I got to go through everything. And, and, um, but yeah, no, I mean, and I, you know, you know, you never really stop working. Like, I mean, when I'm on the road, I have Wi-Fi in my truck. I have my computer with, in fact, Mike and John actually are clients of mine too. So if they call me when I'm in the snow goose field or whatever, I answer, I may not write the commercial right then, but I'll get back to the house and I'll make sure that they get on at some point. And, um, plus the cool thing is, is that all my clients play into my bullshit. Yeah. So they all like give me shit. Oh, nice to see you come back to work. Yeah. Or, or they all bust my balls constantly because, oh, they finally decided to show up to work. Glad to see you. You know, I mean, you know, I think that's probably the number one question that John and I get too. like a lot of people don't understand what goes on behind the scenes. And like, we're gone a lot. We're gone enough where people are like, oh, you're working. And it's like, come on now. Come on now. Like I get to fish all winter long, but we're working we're doing things you know and and you've kind of taken a passion for hunting and correct me if i'm wrong but you're trying to take it maybe a step further than most hunters right yeah yeah you know what happened was i and this all kind of started your brother actually said you need to get on snapchat you need to get on instagram you need to do this you need to do that and i kind of blew him off on this stuff for a couple years because i had a pretty big (laughs) following on facebook and you know i try to pick on people and and post videos and pictures but i ended up taking up some taking out some guys through some friends that were big wigs with federal i took them out hunting on a snow goose hunt we actually absolutely smashed the geese. They like my personality. I took some videos and I kind of sent it to them just as keepsakes. Yeah. They're like, you need to get on Instagram. We'll sponsor you. We'll do all this. And then it kind of, I just, honestly, I fell into it and they started sponsoring me and getting behind me. And um, I got on Instagram a little over a year ago and it's been going fantastic. Um, the support and people that are following and liking my videos and liking my pictures. I'm kind of known as the guy that doesn't drop the phone. No offense, John. I know you're listening, but I don't drop the phone. He's got GoPros and stuff now. He's got a phone, little <laughs> phone. Do, uh, he's got a cute yeah, little phone holder yeah, now that he puts yeah, next to his blind. Yeah. No, I, no offense. I mean, but that's, I've, yeah, that's but great. But I've never yeah. seen that footage. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, you, on my, if you follow my Instagram, Michael underscore underscore McNeil at uh, Instagram. So uh, you follow <laughs> what that. What was that? 
Michael underscore underscore McNeil. M-C-N-E-A-L. Also known as the Goose Man. Also known as the Goose Man. Why don't you have a the Goose Man Instagram? Because I'm branding myself. Yeah, but I know that you're the Goose Man. Yeah, but... I don't um, care about Michael underscore underscore yeah, McNeil. I, it's kind of branding my name more so. Okay. So I, that's kind of what I I'd rather with. be known as Goose Man. Yeah. I would like to chalk it up, though, that that is two people at this table voting for branding yourself. Yeah. Oh, backstory. So Thor is <laughs> upset with me because with Fish Addictions, not, I've never branded Mike Olson. Right. Right. So I always just assume that. People understood that fish addictions had to do with Mike Olson, right? Maybe that's not the case. Tell us if we're wrong. <laughs> no. Tell last time I was right, he was wrong, so it's okay if he's right and I'm wrong this time. I'm right. I don't know. I don't have a problem with it, but no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just I like to. So anyway, so federal came to me. We did all this stuff. I started posting more videos and doing shortcuts, um, and I really wanted to focus on Instagram first. Um, most of the big companies like that. So, and in less than a year and a half, I've went from, I think actually Thor used to work with me um, and at Leighton. And uh, I think when I first started asking, because I was a newbie, I knew nothing about Instagram. I didn't know how to post. I didn't know what a hashtag was. And I asked Thor and he kind of helped me out with it a little bit. And I learned. And um, I mean, you're a natural because you're loud, you're boisterous, yeah, yeah. and you just don't care. How he started out the, the, podcast today is exactly how he starts everything he does yeah he sits down to sell you a radio ad he does that first right <laughs> <laughs> i just like to be in front i'm a happy guy uh you know i know uh, shelby anderson a goose reapers always goes why are you so damn happy all the time stop being so happy well i'm just I'm oh there's nothing guy. wrong with that yeah no i just i'm always i just like to have a good time and i'm just always been that way just always in people's face i guess i don't know love it and i like hugs you're not getting one on the air right now no Maybe it. if you earn it. Maybe if I earn it. Uh, once you get half of that gone, you'll do it. There's only water in there. Only water? Well, yeah, you get extra hydrated. Sometimes you make silly decisions. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hydration levels change what you're thinking. Yeah, and then, like I said, so, yeah, I just, I, I really enjoy doing this kind of stuff and, and, and doing podcasts. I've been on a few other ones, and, and I just... I, I like people. I like landowners. I love hanging out with people and just getting, and that's what I love about hunting the most. I have a hunt with about 88 different people a year. I was going to say, I was asking my next question. Do you have a core group or a core couple that you hunt with more than others? Or yeah. are you, what do you want to call it when you just let everybody in? No, no. A whore? Um, sure. <laughs> number one question I get asked, and I probably get 20 DMs a day. Do I guide? No, I do not guide. Uh, everything that I do, everything you see is a fun hunt. Everything, all the videos you see, all the pictures, that was all taken as a fun, as a group, as a collective, just a fun thing. Um, and so I hunt with a lot of people that I went to high school with, that I went to college with. Um, I get so many people that ask to hunt with me every year. Um, and to be honest with you, I value friendship more than I do hunting with a lot of hardcore guys. Yeah, I do get to hunt with a lot of, but I value, I want to let them to experience it. Now I do have a, you know, there's specifications. You have to work hard. I don't like complainers. I don't want to have to babysit anybody. If you don't know, ask. Other than that, load your gun up. Let's kill them. Like that's, yeah. that's my thing. I, but I don't want to babysit. It's not, I don't want it to be a job. His, his requirements made it, my, my joke a lot less funny. Cause I called him the other day to ask if I could go hunting and he was like, nah. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. But here he is that. begging me to go with him. Yeah, Just, I didn't I didn't say that. No, no, he said I could come. 
I did specify that I didn't want to shoot. I just wanted to take pictures. Ooh, free, free, free pictures. I like that. Free pictures. Is there anything worse than camera guys? Well, <laughs> ours is about to walk in in about 15 minutes. Well, him and I are going to have a little conversation. We're going to have the first Michael McNeil blow up him. I want to, here's the thing. Camera guys are so proud of their work. Well, as they should be. They are. They sh- they, it's, it's tough to do what they do, but they're very proud of it. Yeah, I mean, I think I know where you're going with this. Like, a camera guy takes a picture for you. He wants his name all over it, all that kind of stuff. If you forget to tag him on it, oh, my God. Prima donna? Pre- yes. Oh, yeah, They're prima like, donnas. Let's give yeah, them that. Yes. Title. No, I mean, it's just. Dust, uh, Dusty, Tyler. Look, well, I will say that we got a couple guys that are super good, um, but. I think it's a different situation with what we have compared to yeah. what you guys are going out with you. Because guys going out with you kind of want to just be there and do stuff. Right. They're trying to make a name for themselves the right. same way you are, where the guys that are filming for us are got a career and they're kind right. of a career into it. Right. So. And they're making money and stuff like that, uh, too. Hopefully. hopefully. This also shows that I am not a uh, quote-unquote photographer because You're I don't even... getting there, Thor. I, I, look, I, don't I actually even... looked at your pictures the other day that you uploaded. Those are yours, right? No. Oh, okay. Well, then they weren't were yours. All, <laughs> but I looked all, at, all of the ones inside the Big Bite were mine. Yeah, but didn't you have a folder in our folder box that just said pictures? Oh, maybe. Yeah. I've, I've uploaded some that I haven't edited. They weren't but, bad. But either way, I don't, I don't tag myself when I post my pictures on Fish Addiction's Instagram. Really? Yeah. Why not? Well, he it's should. not my job. It's not. It's who, if he wants to tag himself. That's the one thing you can learn today from Michael McNeil is... Oh Don't boy. give two shits what anybody thinks. Well, it's it's not so much that I care about what other people think. Disclaimer. It's, give two shits what other people think, just not all the time. No. I live my life free I know. and happy. I know. My my just, job is to try to make him look good. Just like your camera guys work hard as hard as hell to make you look pretty. I'm pretty as shit. Your boy's got some Photoshop skills. <laughs> yeah. That is what it is. <laughs> so... One question that everybody wants to know, what's your most memorable snow goose hunt? And keep it out of Canada because you already told us Canada's too easy. And once John hears this, he's going to be really upset because to this day. Oh, is it the fog? To this day, Mm. um, it was John. If I tell this story, he gets so angry. John Olson, Mr. Mr. Takeum guy, he, he just gets so mad at me. So... Well, I don't want him mad at me. Yeah, but he's going to be mad at me. So here's and here's why he's mad, because I don't like a heavy gun. So that particular day, I took my extension okay. off. I shoot better without it. Mm-hmm. So what happened was, is John... And, and I'm I, still kicking myself, because I was supposed to go supposed on to that be, hunt, yeah. and I didn't go. So so we woke up in the morning. We had a field, a field of probably 15 to... or Yeah, yeah probably 15,000 birds in it. Uh, last end of the year, so a lot of more juvies. Um, but we woke up, and there was a 15-mile-an-hour wind plus fog as high as the ceiling and so we get out there the mud is up to your knees i mean we got the four-wheeler stuck trying to get in there like four times it was a miserable we're laying in mud that's knee deep it was miserable but the geese we shot the three of us my brother's gun was only shooting one shell at a time john had his extension and i was only shooting four shots at a time we shot 258 geese three of us and it was by like 10 30 yeah and here's the other thing we ran out. Of, we each had a case of ammo with us initially. We ran out, and we had to go back to the truck to grab another case of ammo. And it took 45 minutes to walk through the mud back to the truck. And just think, and that was at 9 o'clock. Ugh. And so it could have been, it was, I mean, for three guys, it was probably one of the most epic decoy hunting. This wasn't a jump. This wasn't pass shooting. This was legit birds in your face. And we shot two leg bands and a net collar that day. 
And the other reason John gets kind of salty is because we drew for the net call on the two leg bands. And if you ever hunt with me, do not draw against me because I'm the luckiest guy on the planet. I will win every time. That's because he cuts the straws. He puts the long straw in the back pocket just so everybody is clear. On yeah, I, I won four. So I hunted with 10 guys four days in a row. We shot like six bands in the spring last year. And I let it go through drawing shells out of the hat. Last one with the shell gets it. All four, it got back. I got the last shell out of the hat. That's how lucky I am. <laughs> four day, four bands last year. And so here, and that's the thing. So anyway, on this hunt, we shot all these birds. It was epic. It was, but to this day, John goes, we could have broke 300 if you had had your extension on. Like, it's all my fault. Like, not that my brother was, or that we had to go get more shells. We, if we wouldn't have ran out of ammo, we'd have broke 300. It's, we'd have shot 100 birds apiece. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I've I've never been a profound waterfowl hunter, but I've been on hunts where I would have shot an early season six man limit of Canada's, which is what is that ninety? Ninety, yep. And didn't make it because I shot through three boxes of shells and only put twelve birds on the ground on, you know, the start of the morning. Yep. So I mean, I think it's okay for John to blame me for not having your extension. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> I bet you've never not had your extension since. Well, no, yeah, I haven't not not since. But here's the other thing: the most valuable lesson I learned: you never go into a snow goose gunfight without at least a case and a half of shells. If you ever hunt with John and I, you will always see us put a bag of ammo behind. We have our our blind bag with a case in it, and then we always put an extra one behind the behind the because you do not. You never know the, what that day's going to bring. Yeah, yeah, and you never want to go do the walk of shame back to the truck where everybody else is shooting because shells get pretty expensive when you're the last guy without a shell. Yeah, yeah. They, they get to be about 20, 30 bucks a box when everybody else is banging the ear out, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that was probably my most epic uh, spring snow goose shoot. I've had a lot of honker hunts um, early season that have broke 100 um, on big honkers on migrator days. Um, I've had some big lesser shoots down in Oklahoma and Texas. Um, I had an epic... 18 man crane shoot up in Saskatchewan one time. It's a lot of. How'd you do the hide for that? Uh, a frames. A frames. Yeah, so we shot, uh, and it's a five bird limit in Canada. So huh. for cranes instead of a three like down here. So I mean, we shot 18 man limit of cranes, <laughs> and we never fired a shot over 30. Do you have hours. any crane in your freezer? Yeah, you I would some? like some. I just brought some. I got some fresh from Oklahoma. I just got back. I would like. To, I would like to try. It that. is, and John's never been on a crane hunt either. So crane. If you've never hunted cranes, cranes, ribeye the sky, it's the best eating waterfall you'll ever eat. Uh, the meat is very red like his cup there, it's, and it's, it's like a beef. And even the string, it's stringy, so it's like, um, it's tender. Um, Do you cut it into like steaks and then yeah, grill you, it? If you cut the knuckle out around the wing, um, you can just, whatever your seasoning, Lowry's, whatever, and put it on the grill, it's fantastic. How big is a crane? Uh, if I hold it, I know I'm five ten. If I hold it up to my chest, the feet will hit the ground. I mean, they're they're like, big. What size cut are you getting out of that? Is that? Oh, it's you know breasts are about this big. Okay. Um, so, but even like the cranes, like how many geese have you ever cut the legs out of? You, I have I've seen two fist fights in my life over cranes, taking the meat because there's like an extra one that somebody wanted or whatever that these guys go at each other over this crane meat, and so um, I love decoy. There's Cranes actually decoy a lot like snow geese. They get real vertical and they start flipping upside down. They're, hunting cranes is like hunting turkeys almost too, where they're, if I get a crane to answer me, my call, and I do that call, we get the conversation going, I'll kill them 100% of the time. Hmm. Cranes are very vocal if you get them to answer you. But the thing about cranes is they're 
as acrobatic as snow geese, but um, their eyesight's better than a turkey. The, it, you can't move. You can't have cameras sticking out of the top of the blinds. You can't have the dog's head sticking out. Um, you know, uh, they're very, their eyesight is phenomenal. But when they don't see you, they will come in and start flipping. I mean, they'll be it's 30 a big yards. bird up. to flip around. Oh, they just get vertical and they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll fly upside down damn near. They'll go, they'll glide, you know, upside down. Um, and the other thing about cranes is this little, uh, actually, I got a, you can kind of see on the camera here, I got a, um, on the web of my hand here, I got a scar. My, my first crane I ever shot, I was, it came over, we were, it was basically a pass shot. It was like at 70 yards. I, I shot at it and it glides down. And I walk over and it's doing this uh, hoist Gracie sh shit where it's laying on its back and it's kind of kicking. I think it's dead, right? So I reached down <laughs> to grab it by the neck and it went right through the web of my hand. I'm my mom's life. It went right through here. That's what that scar is. From a, they're, they, they are mean as a freaking pet coon. And that is, I'm telling you, I would, uh, I would rather just try to shave a bob bobcat balls can fight with a crane they are mean it is bad i'm telling you i've heard that like guys don't send their dogs after them well stuff. no i do my dogs are trained to handle them you know because you'll see do guys run goggles on their dogs so their dogs don't get pulled uh pick, picked in the eyes and stuff but you know the main thing is is that a dog's either going to do two things it's either going to get poked and get run away or two it's going to get poked and get pissed off my old dog bama rest in peace he would he got poked one time in the side of the face and it cut him open and he jumped on that thing and he ripped its head clean off. Like he just chewed its head till it was dead. And then every crane he ever bought back to me after that was missing a head because he would chew them off. Oh. He brought it back. Like he, so it dog, it goes two way with dogs, yeah. you know, and I'm a big dog guy. So um, that's part of the thing. I love waterfall, but the, the cranes, they are mean. You have to be careful. I always tell guys, if you're going, if we, if we drop eight or nine cranes and one, I mean, they will stand right up to you and just spread their wings out and start swinging that head. I mean, it's really, they're, oh, they're aggressive. They'll go like this. They'll stick way out and they'll just start like this and they'll come right at you, man. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. So I always tell guys, just keep a couple extra shells in your pocket. Go with your gun. They stand up, shoot them. I know guys, though, there's a video I just seen on Instagram the other day. And uh, these guys are being guided down in Texas. And this kid shoots his first crane and the guide hands him this. You remember the T-ball bats? Yeah. The ping. Like, yeah. <laughs> and this, this guy gives this guy this bat. And he says, what am I supposed to do with this? He says, go get your crane. So you see this kid running out there, and he's just like this. And he's and this crane stands up on tricks, and you just hear ping on camera. And this head, crane's head goes off. And God, I mean, but they are mean. They're not something to mess around with. Shoot them. Um, be careful. Like I said, I mean, that beak went right through the web of my hand here. Uh, and uh, that hurt like hell, too. <laughs> Was your hunt over? No, hell no. <laughs> the only, no way. No, I was, I'll always go, especially for cranes. It, so for me, it would be snow geese, cranes, honkers, specks, and then probably ducks at the very end. I'd like a challenge. I know there's a lot of duck guys out there, and they're going to probably. And it depends it. where you're at yeah. in the world. Like they get tougher in some areas than. Yeah. I just, <laughs> ducks are just, I've, I've hunted ducks all over, and I just get bored with it. I just get bored with it. John, John Olson's a big duck guy, though. No, no boy. Big duck guy. Is he? He likes hunting them in the timber. <laughs> yeah, in the timber, he likes it. Down in Arkansas. Yeah. No. That, I mean, that does seem like it'd be fun. Dude. I really want to go on one of those duck hunts where you're in the 
You know, like when you rent the blind and it's also your hotel room for the weekend. Oh yeah, that's those are cool. I've it's seen like, that. Doesn't seem like it's a real hunting trip, but it yeah. seems like it'd be an absolute blast. The cool thing about when you hunt that timber like that, when they get down <laughs> in that hole, they're sucked. They're, they're stuck. They're, they're stuck. They can't go anywhere. Like you literally see like panic in their eye. Like yeah. they they're trying to get out of the trees and they hear the shots going off. See, screen. that was one of the things. And I'm yes, we used to sneak up on snow geese and jump right. shoot them and whatever. Have you never done that? Oh. Okay, good. So one of the best things that I remember <laughs> I as, as a snow goose, as sneaking up on snow geese, is you'd sneak down a ditch, and you'd be 15, 20 yards away from them, and there's five, 6,000 snow geese sitting there, and you're like, it's over. They don't even know it. Then you pop up, and they're all doing their thing. All of a sudden, every single one. <gasps> you know, like they, there's like that two seconds of like, we're dead. Whoa! They freak out and get go flying. Well, one thing I don't like about jumping snow geese is I gotta run. I, <laughs> I, it's not running's not my thing. Yeah, you know, you talk about putting runner. geese down. Like I, when when John and I would go, John would throw his gun on the ground and run for the furthest geese, and I'm like, uh, uh, gun, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Yeah. boom. You know, he's out there grabbing them and whipping them, grabbing yeah. them, and you know, <laughs> yeah, oh man, yeah, no, and I just I. And, you know, even on big rainouts when the geese come in and you guys, you know, will you know, rain out 50, 60 geese out of a flock or whatever, you know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you end up doing that. But God, that's what the dog's for. That, that's why I work so hard this summer with my damn dogs. Like, <laughs> I don't want to chase them down. Like, back! No! No! You know, I mean, that's that's my thing I love. Uh, and that's why I love waterfall. I mean, you know, uh, John's got dogs, too, and he loves dogs. I love do My dogs are the most important things in the world to me. They're, I take them with me to work every day. Thor knows this. He'd come into work, and my dogs are laying under my desk. Uh, I'll be working. And, and you know, uh, that's the – I would say it's a quarter, 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 a quarter while of waterfall hunting so much and bird hunting is because of the dogs. Yeah. That bond you get with your dogs. When you watch your dog and you've taken that dog from a – six uh, you know seven week old puppy and you watch that dog and he'll do a 500 yard blind and go get a snow goose and everybody in the blinds like yeah we didn't have to run get it you know what i mean like yeah it's just like that's just it's so awesome it's like watching your kid you know i don't have any kids but i mean watching your i mean it's just to watch them grow and and get better and better and better and um i've been lucky enough to have uh you know three three really good dogs in my life but uh it's just that's the, that's the next key i, I love watching dogs work so Good dogs, dog. the pet, the adrenaline rush, friends, and what's the fourth one? Um, I so probably camaraderie, well, the dogs, the, sh the dogs, the shooting, and then um, I love travel. I love that's part of why I love what I do with fishing too is like going to somewhere new, experiencing something different, doing things that you'd never do otherwise. Yeah, and prepping. I honestly, in the summer when I'm getting stuff ready, fixing trailers, fixing decoys. Um, the, there's no better feeling than when you get that truck loaded, you put that some bitch in gear and you pull out of your driveway and you're just gone. They're going to fall off your head. I'm glad you're so conscious when of you, my glasses. Well, so because we all have glass yeah. costas, yeah. turns out when they fall off your head, they crack they, they shatter. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for looking out. Was hey, that no. you looking out? Yeah. No, yeah, that was you. Looking but, out. but he has a, okay. he has a new set of lenses on order. Uh, so I, so I didn't want to see it happen twice in a week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my. Oh. So what's the deal? Why are you uh when you I never asked you this, but why did you start fishing? Why did you start filming? So 
You had the websites, you had that stuff. But why did it's you start filming? Kind of the same thing like you. You know, I think the the fun things, the cool things that end up in our lives are things we never anticipated happening. So for us, it was we were just having a good time. We filmed, we started doing you know the old GoPro. Like yeah. we were like every other person out there is yeah. like, ah, yeah. you know, and and uh, someone liked it. Someone said do it. So. Yeah. And then we got backing from Eskimo, and we got backing from several other companies, and it was like, okay, we're off and running. Yeah, no, that's the same way. But the first one that ever asked me to take it was my mom. Uh, we played Mama's Boy. That's one thing you don't know about Michael McNeil. I'm a Mama's Boy big time. I knew it. Knew it. And uh, my mom would always say, send me a picture, or hey, take a video of that and send it to me. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'd start every, every hunt, I'd take a cool picture and send it to her. I'd take a little video. And then she'd start sharing her friends. So then it got to be a thing as, well, as Michael sent you a video from Montana or wherever yeah. I was that week, you know? And, and, um, so I started doing that and then I started, uh, you know, doing a lot more in your face, talking about the hunts. Uh, you've seen some probably, I mean, if you follow me, you've seen some of the videos where I, you know, use the camera and I talk a little bit and try to be a goofball and stuff. And, and, uh, you know, I just started getting a little more personal with it. And people really like that. I don't know why, but. Are you, do you really have to try to be a goofball though? No, no, no. It's no, pretty, you're just, pretty, it just pretty comes across. I mean, I've known you for, gosh, you know, actually the first time I ever met you is John and I actually bought an e-collar from you. You bought an e-collar from me. Yeah, it was, and John had a, the hell was he driving then? A Grand Prix or a. No. No, it was a, he had a car. <laughs> you guys no. met me in a great car. White car. What? In a car, like in, didn't we meet at like. Uh, I think it was the girl he was dating at the time. It was a red Impala. It was some some girly car yeah. that he pulled up in. Yeah. yeah. But that's how we first met you. Yeah. I mean, we didn't know that one day we might like you a little bit, but at that time, I remember actually driving away from that. I'm like, that guy was kind of a dick. <laughs> I get that a lot. I mean, but. I mean, it's the same, see, it's the same response you have that, after he sells you advertising. That, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Thanks for the decoys. Appreciate it. Yeah, Mike, Mike pays for all my hundred trips. Uh, what does that make you? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's the thing. Like, people have this, you know, I do a lot of stuff. I talk a lot of shit on the internet. Yeah, I do that. I like to get people going. You know what? You know what makes me so upset? The PC culture, the cancel culture, it pisses me off. I take it as my personal job to get every. We grew up on South Park. We grew up on Animaniacs. We grew up on all the shit that, like... Should not make us such a bunch of freaking pussies. Yeah, but as long as you're not on there, like, because we just had a whole podcast about not being, like, not a, I, I, want, I don't like to call it a bully, but like the guy that's just like, whatever you use sucks, whatever you do sucks. Yeah. You're more just like. I call people on their bullshit. Well, I guess, so for the record, this is, we, we, we did discuss that we were going to interview the keyboard warriors. We kind of got one here. He no, he's not one of the keyboard warriors because he will say it to your face. I will say it. True. Just, just come yeah, hang that, out with him. He'll. Yeah, he he says it online so that he can spread the message farther, but he will say it to your face. Like my biggest one last year was about the the Snow Goose World Championships. <laughs> Fucking what a gong show! Uh, I wish John was here on this one too because we. I know nothing there. about these World Championships. Oh my god! How did it go? Did they actually do it? Yeah, they've done it a couple years, and I don't know if because of COVID this year if they're doing it or not. I haven't heard much about it. I think they probably got me blocked on every platform now. But I did a big video about it last year, and I posted it, and it went crazy and viral. And on uh, Instagram, on Instagram and Facebook, and uh, yeah, and I actually I had I posted it, and I was at, John watched it, and he called me, and I, and then I remember 
Not 10 minutes later, I get a call from Arkansas. Matt, an Arkansas number calls me after I hit the po post button. And it was somebody from Max Prairie Wings that left me a message. I never responded to him. But, um, yeah, it's just they talk about it's a who's who and it actually means something. And, you know, I can think of 30 really good snow goose hunters that won't even take part in it. Well, but anyway, so there's just stuff like that. Like I try to call. But why did you hate it? So like, explain that to me. Like, why did you have a hatred for it? I never saw this video. You never saw. Ugh. I'm going to go back and watch it when we're okay. done. Cause it's got to still be out there. It's got to be out there still. Well, it's yeah. probably still trending somewhere. I'm sure it is. As it was crazy. It, I don't know how many. It had like 800 or 1,000 shares or something like that crazy. But, you know, my main. My Without getting too crazy about it, like why did you, why were you against it? I mean, for, to be fair, people should know why you didn't like it. So okay. So number one reason was. Uh, None of the big players wanted anything to do with it. Okay, so there's guys like me, John, Adam Mertz, Colt Tolley, uh, Brian Klein, the guys that run with John, Tony Vandemore, Ben Fouillon. I could go on and on and on. That, that There's 20% of the snow goose hunters that kill 80% of the geese, right? I mean, there's that most of us that, that do it. That are a part of 80% of the kills. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So... None of them wanted, none of us wanted to get it. So first of all, it was a fake championship because nobody wanted it. So, so then you got these guys that are buying 400 socks and going out. The first year they did it, the winners um, jump shot their limit. It was supposed to be all over decoys. So what they did is they snuck into this pond late at night, right, with six decoys. They threw the all over the pond, so they were hunting over decoys, and then they poof, they shoot into these geese, and they knocked down like 130 of them. Not one the tournament. <laughs> So they were How hunting did that over. Come out? They found out about it, bragging about it. Everybody found out about it. So that was the first year. So then they started making people take lie detectors. So snow goose hunting is already hard enough. Getting land access is already hard enough. Dealing with farmers, you know, telling them that we're not going to rut up your fields. We're not going to, you know, and then to. Well, because part of being a responsible hunter is to be pick responsible up your for shells. the landowners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just the whole idea and the principle of it just brings more greed more hatred more jealousy all to win a new benelli shotgun like that's um, what it was well they had a prize package a winner got whatever this or that all sponsor given whatever um now the one cool thing that they did and i will give max this is they did donate all the meat to feed the hungry um so that was that was cool but since there was no killers there i mean the amount of geese that were killed were Minuscule. Minuscule. Uh, and mean, to be fair, you're I, not a killer every single time you go no, out. Every no, day not. is different. Every day is different. So you're not trying to say that every time you touch a gun, you kill 100 plus snow geese. No, but from what <laughs> they killed in that tournament, you couldn't feed a hungry bunch of barn cats with that. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. That's my point. No. Well, I think it's fair to like just. Obviously, there's probably a lot of people that agree with you. There's probably some people that are like, well, I was part of that tournament. Yeah. Yeah, there's, you know, like. You know, you've never hopped in, I mean, like fishing tournaments, like you've done a lot of those fishing yep. tournaments and stuff, you know, the lake's big enough for everybody, you know what I mean? There's only snow, so many fields, so many like, and it just gets to be, and for what? Like, I don't, I've, I just don't like it when they try to take our sport that I like and just make it a, all about the trophy or all about who kills the most. Snow goose hunting is so much more about than who kills the most. If you've ever got to lay under a flock of snow geese and watch 5,000 of them spin down to 10 feet in front of you, there's nothing like it. No, I agree. There's a lot of guys because, you know, I used to waterfall hunt a lot. Then we started doing the fish addictions thing and time kind of got short, fishing in the fall, fishing in the spring, all that kind of stuff. And that's the one thing I miss is 
and we I went down to Arkansas last year and I was yeah. with my kid and my dad and my nephew. And that first big flock, I mean, it wasn't 5,000, but there was probably a 1,000 of them that just spun on top of us. And I'm like, holy shit, like, so it's been long. a long time since I've, I yeah. feel this. Yeah. Like, boom, 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 yeah, boom, yeah, boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. And then, just... it, like, in your head, you're like, these geese are so screwed. Yeah. Like, they have no idea that we're popping like up. like it, man. And I've got to do, I've, you know, I've got to kill a lot of big deer in my life. I just shot a huge monster hog down in Oklahoma when I was down there. Um, antelope. I mean, I've shot... Everything that I wanted to, I've, I've killed big animals, but I'll tell you what, to this day, they're, to, I mean, in all the thousands and thousands of them I've killed, when they start spinning and they start landing at your feet like that, and they're so loud, and it's just, you can feel it in your chest, man, I, that's why I get out of bed, I'm just, it's the most, it's the most, I'm, I'm just hooked, I've, yeah. I would, I would, I would drive by a 5,000 honker feed to go hunt 5,000. So why don't you guide? I don't want to take what I love the most and make it money number one i don't need the money i make i do very well for myself doing what i do um and it's my fun yeah my, my brother late. said that for years you know like i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna do this and he enjoys it but he guides more to help his friends out his friends need his friends want to do it i mean john likes the money i think it's the camaraderie thing yeah, you know the of, the, of the guides and yeah, everything like that. Yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't call it pretty much helping his friends out i think he guides more just right he really likes it. He doesn't like to admit that he likes it, but he yeah. likes it. John's a people guy. He you know, I mean, you're a people guy. guy. I mean, you would be a good guy because. Well, and I've tried it. Here's the one thing I don't like. So I, Goose Reapers got it outdoors on Oklahoma. I'm friends with all the guys. I went down. In fact, I just got back from down there. Um, you know, the one thing I don't like is certain. When you get it, somebody that you know that's a client and they know you and it's a more of a buddy hunt. It's cool. But I got it. Some guys from North Carolina that were complete dicks. They were, um, I took them on, they shot 99 lessers. The yeah, first but you day. still come to us every month to sell us radio ads and we're complete dicks to you. Yeah, it's because we're friends though. It's like, cool. it's different if you're friends and you're a dick to each other, you know? It's, it's one thing to be an asshole. I'm glad yeah, he doesn't have the sweater vest asshole. on. I got a vest though. Yeah, you're, you're in business. Yeah, I was yeah. really hoping he's going to wear the sweater vest. No, no. I was, I mean, I thought that was a requirement of him coming was to wear the, the patented sweater vest you guys don't understand how hard it is to be pretty like it's not easy <laughs> have you seen my hair you think i don't know what it's that's, like to be that's pretty? some flow dude dude oh. you got a white one in there oh yeah that shit few... dude is it what are you like 26 27 <laughs> <laughs> he's screwed he's screwed uh-huh. i didn't start going great till i was like 33 <laughs> they're mostly on the temples yeah so i can cut them out still if i want yeah. to but don't do it that grow back faster it's a real thing i'm thinking about i'm thinking about owning it and going and spending the 12 bucks on touch of gray touch my wife actually told me last night that I should do just for men beard, and I'm like, she didn't I, like the gray. I guess not. Oh, see, I'm I'm thinking about owning it and going the other way and just turning my hair gray. Well, I kind of rebelled against it, but she was pretty persistent. Like, I think she might actually next time she goes to the store buy it for me. I did that once. You want to know? You want to know a true fault? Like, I have a picture somewhere. If we can find it, we'll post it up here or whatever. But when I first started getting gray, I was pretty, and I bought this just for men stuff, and I did just the gray part. Well, yeah, then I had a darker patch right here than anywhere else. It was terrible. Your wife is not going to let you leave the house with your beard dyed not gray. Because what? She wants what? She wants you to look younger for all of the random bar floozies? Is it like, I mean, yeah, they're just lining up. You know, I got to lock the doors at night. They're, they're going to join us. I mean, here where they know your wife is, no, but I've seen you have to beat them off with a stick. Oh, lie. Wow. Such a liar. Does she know about this? No, no. Thor goes to places and he'll be like, hey, Mike has a TV show for his own benefit. So, oh, yeah. And all then, right, all right. 
Well, so we're up we're up at Lake of the Woods. I really don't want to tell the story because I love you, honey. Well, yeah, that's why I'm going to tell the story. Yeah, well, you used that against me. So you're in Lake of the Woods. So how many uh, teeth did she have? That was the thing. All of them. No, we're there for water. No, yes, no, yes. no, no, hey. no, no. Don't Le- believe it. Legitimate Kill pack of it. unicorns walks in. <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about this right now. <laughs> Legitimate pack of unicorns. And I thought, hey. And this was like eight years ago. Yeah. So I was, no, because I was at least 21 because I was in the bar. So it was like six years ago. Okay. But I thought, you know, why not try to find a. And we're all sitting there home. just having a drink, eating supper, and all of a sudden Thor's like, I'm going over there. Yeah. And so I, all right. So I'm standing up, going to go photobomb this bridal party. And Mike's like, hey, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you jump in that picture with them. Oh, the Mike hundred dollars thinks you get people to do some stupid shit <laughs> yeah. for a hundred bucks. But I was already very entertaining. I was already in the process of joining the picture, yeah, so for three hundred bucks. <laughs> Best, but it's good investments, Mike. Mainly, yeah, for sure, smart investments. Have you ever fallen for an Olson gamble or participated in one? I don't need the money, so I, <laughs> it's I'm the not same usually way. about like, needing I, the money. Yeah, you know, I'm the same way though. I'll bet my guys. Like I usually do, like a. Case of shells or box of shells or, you know, if it takes a broke college kids out to go hunting with me, you know, they'll do anything, you know. I mean, here, drink that bottle of Tabasco. I bet you won't dump it in your eye. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I've got some guys doing some stupid shit. What's the, what's the dumbest thing you've got somebody to do on a bet? Um, well, I bet a guy 50 bucks that he wouldn't pee in a shampoo bottle at, at Goose Camp. This guy, this guy, like, we have one guy in our group that will shower three times a day. He'll shower in the morning before he leaves. We get back at noon, he'll shower every time. We always wonder what he's doing in there. So he peed in this guy's shampoo bottle. And we were all, we all had a few cocktails or whatever. Ooh. The guy. Did he figure it out? Uh, he opened, he he dumped it in his hands and he could smell it, I guess. And he didn't, well, that's what he said. But So my favorite bet I've ever made is a guy up at Flag Island. He was a bartender and it was Super Bowl. And there was only like 10 people in there. And I was like, oh, we're making fun of him, not making fun of him, but joking back and forth. And I was like, hey, I bet you a hundred bucks that you do, you can't take every drink, put a pitcher on the table. Every time you clear a drink, you have to dump what's left in that drink into this pitcher. And at the end of the night, you drink it. And he did it. How drunk was he? It was disgusting. Oh, my God, guys. It's it, mostly like just half chewed ice at that point. Oh, uh, no. I mean, and then we were being the assholes and like buying shots of Ruppelman. So oh, take half of it there. and dump the rest of it in there. Right. So, I mean, he had. Ugh, it was gross, but oh. he drank her down. He did her. Oh, that's you should pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. <laughs> Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. The Super that Bowl was, hasn't happened yet. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it probably will by the time this comes out. Yeah, shit. Well, maybe not. Yeah, mm, well, yeah, because it's on Sunday. And Sunday. This, this will probably be on Sunday. Yeah, you know, and I've I've clear beard guys before that were. I remember this one guy. For, as North Dakota hunters, we have most of us like to pick on the Wisconsin hunters because they always have canoes and they always jump a roost and all that kind of stuff. So there's always a big debate on that. Right? Yeah, be careful because there's plenty of people from Wisconsin here, or just let it loose because it, then they'll find you on Instagram. Back yeah, to you, yeah. So, so anyway. <laughs> Yeah, you canoe. Michael <laughs> underscore underscore McNeil. Yeah, you canoe toting sons of bitches. Get out of my sons. Anyway, so 
the this so this guy was always talking crap about how Wisconsin people are better than North Dakota people. I'm like, then why do you come here and hunt? But he just would go on and on. And he was a friend who got brought by a friend, and and uh, we went to the bar, and one night, and he's like, I can out chug more beer than you. Well. I got this thing where I can chug beer really fast. Like I can chug a 16 ounce. I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So he didn't know that. So we did a one race and I I just kind of slowed up just so he thought he had a chance. Oh, that was too close. Let's do another one. And then he was getting drunk. So he kind of went to the bar with the bathroom while I bought three shots of vodka and I took drank some of his beer and I dumped the vodka in there just to prove a point. Right. Yeah. And man, we did three of those on him and uh, yeah, it wasn't pretty. But he, uh, okay, yeah. All right, we're back. Took a quick break just in case you want to cut this. Uh, I was just gonna rewind it, it was gonna be a thing. But. Rewind. Well, the thing is, is like, okay. oh, you want you want to visit it? I don't really have a problem with other people wanting to come and enjoy our resources, and I don't like the fact that you're calling them idiots. I don't like the fact no, that know. you're we'll, calling them that stuff, we'll, so it's not very nice. We'll rewind it. So, the lottery in North Dakota, yeah, I gotta hold on now. So more specifically, whitetails. Whitetail, mule deer, elk, right. the, whole, the whole nine yards. It's all broken system. I mean, I bought land in Minnesota because of all this. Right. I mean, I currently have a buddy of mine who hasn't drawn a tag in seven years. I just got my antelope tag last year. It was nine years. The mule deer I shot. Wait, didn't they close antelope for a lot of years? They did, yeah. Yeah, so it obviously would yeah, take you yeah, nine years, years right? Yeah. So you got it the second year they opened it no, back up. No, it's been open for a while now. Oh, has it? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was been closed. Yeah, for it's been. They had closed it, but you know, uh, nine years to get my mule deer tag. Um, it's. I really wish that someone would relook at this. You know, they have a weighted lottery, so if you have more points, you're supposed to have. But I had a buddy who moved to the state, and in his second year, he drew a mule deer tag, and I was sitting on seven years, and I didn't get one. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just wish that they'd kind of. Well, here's my thing about it, right? So you grew up, you got a passion for hunting because you were able to do it early. Not that kids can't get a tag because under 16, they get a tag every year. First, they start off with doe tags and then they get a buck tag. So, but here's the problem. If dad doesn't get a a tag, if uncle doesn't get a tag, if grandpa doesn't get a tag, they're not going to put the effort. uh, My most fond memories of deer hunting is deer camp camaraderie all the things you love about goose hunting the yep. same thing with big game hunting yeah it's never as fun by yourself i drew a north dakota tag one year and i went out and shot that deer by myself and frankly it sucked it did it really did i mean yeah. i go up to minnesota where we got seven eight guys in deer camp we hunt hard i'm there by myself for part of the time because i don't i never leave the whole mm-hmm. see if the season's open i'm there right for the most part. Well, those guys are coming and going. But I do not enjoy it when I'm there by myself as much as I do when my buddies are back and you can tell them about what just happened or right. you shoot a big deer and they're helping you load it in the back of the ranger or what have right. you. I mean, why don't they take... Because right now you can buy a bow tag over the counter. Right, and they're trying to make that a lottery too. Like so if they make that a lot, is it is it because of the blue tongue and all that kind of stuff? Well, because it used to be not so hard to right. get it. Well, so when I was in college, you could get five doe tags and a buck tag and a buck tag. Like you, get, So when the deer were good and we had a good population, they were giving out all these tags. Well, then we had one bad winter. And nope. we had like three feet of snow. A lot of the deer died off. They couldn't get food. Um, they couldn't get, I mean, and they all died off. 
And then, so then our population got, got so low. It, it just, it got mismanaged from the beginning. You know what I mean? Too many uh, deer taken to too, not having deer. To, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I just, you know, and even with the EDHC and, all, and what, whatever the uh, chronic wasting to CWD, whatever it is, the blue tongue, all that stuff, you know, some of that stuff, I don't think they, they like I hunt down in a zone where, where you can get a tag a lot and, and you have to leave the brain and you can only take the meat and you can cut the horns off. You have to cut the brain out. And I just, I, I, they don't really ever find any. They find one or two of 10,000 deer shot in the zone. And well, I don't know a lot about, I, I, I've listened to a lot of like Steve Rinella stuff, that kind of stuff. It is a scary disease. I think, right. I mean, the capabilities of this disease. I mean, look at what we look at what we've done for coronavirus. Right. I mean, we've literally shut everything down. Like there's probably people rolling their eyes. The fact that we're sitting less than six feet away from each other right now. Yeah. And we don't all live in the same household. So that's my point, though. If they might would, not live together, but we snuggled the other day. Yeah, well, whatever. Stay warm. Uh, <laughs> it is winter. What, it is winter. Well, you know, and that's the thing. Like, what I'd rather see them do is if it's this bad, where nobody, not every, we, we, I don't see a reason why you shouldn't get a tag every other year. Sure. But the other, the other main factor is, and I love my landowners and I love farmers. I mean, they let me hunt. I so I don't want to be this bash, but half of the tags every year go to landowners. Sure. So then, of the forty-seven thousand tags, half of them are gone right off. Yeah, the they top. shouldn't. They shouldn't have the landowner tags in a situation like this because of the pure fact. If they want them gone, let people hunt. Right. Go in and hunt yourself. When you're done hunting, open it up. Let other people hunt. Now, I, I'm going to say that and disagree at the same time because my land, like, I was there today, like right. literally making sure my land was in good shape redoing cameras i mean yeah we're sitting here in february but i i'm, I'm a deer nut like right. i love deer it made right. for super inconvenient business and calls too. like i'm literally there today making sure feeders are full making sure everything's going right right so i don't really want other people to shoot my bucks that i've groomed all the way to this point either i'm talking about opportunity but though. then don't apply for a landowner tag and I don't. Well, okay, so if everybody can't in have the a state tag. of Minnesota, if you apply for a landowner tag, it goes onto a list, and on that list, you're supposed to let people hunt. Right, I believe it's the same in North what Dakota. I understand. It, it but. is, but the problem is, is there's only forty seven thousand tags, and half of them go to landowners, and the rest of us, thirty thousand applicants, apply to get a tag. Well, we're all fighting for half the tags. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't know if it needs to be a rotation of. Every two years, a landowner gets a tag. If I don't know if it needs to be. Well, we pride ourselves in a state that has the outdoors, that has everything. And there's got to be a better way. They just don't want to piss the people off. Right. You know, like it's been one way for so long. And there's a lot of people that disagree with it, but there's not anybody. It's not really at the top of their priority list, probably. I don't know. Why, why do you think? I, 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 I've racked my brain. You know, in Minnesota, I bought land in Minnesota because of this reason. We get an over-the-counter tag every year. It might be only one. Sometimes it's an only buck tag. Sometimes it's an either-or tag. Sometimes we get a bonus tag. And I grew up in Minnesota, so I, my family owns land. And in our zone back in Minnesota, you can get three doe tags and a buck tag. Yeah. In my zone, you only get one tag. It's an either-or tag yeah. this year. Next year, it might be an either-or tag and an extra and a bonus. But it's every year they change it, right? So, But I've talked to – I have lots of friends, obviously, in North Dakota that hunt, that you know, one of our friends this year, his wife got a tag. He didn't. You know, he went out there and tried, you know, but it's not nearly as fun if you're not able to pull the trigger. Right. 
And like I said, the dad's not going to put in the effort. He's going to if he's got if he doesn't have a tag in his pocket. The he's, kids, he's, he's going to try because he loves his kids, but it's not going to be the same amount of effort. If well, here's he the deal: to be the hunter. Like, we stress kids getting in the outdoors. We stress, we stress, we stress. Yes, we're giving tags, kids tags till they're 16. Mm-hmm. Great, that's awesome. But if they don't get a tag. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. They're, they're not applying anymore. They're doing something. How much do how many do you think they lose? How many kids do you think they lose? I mean, everybody's so worried about these damn kids playing Nintendo and doing all this crap and not going outside. Well, we're not feeding their hunger either. No. I as somebody that has never like I didn't Nintendo, grow up in Nintendo, I said it. I don't <laughs> know. I don't play game systems over there. Give me as much crap as you want. The last thing I played was Mario Kart. Uh, on the Nintendo Switch. On the Nintendo Switch. On the Switch. Nintendo Switch two days ago. But whatever. No, not two days ago. I played ago. it when we were actually the new episode that probably out by the time this comes up. I did play it for like five minutes in there and I whooped, but I haven't forgot how to play it. But so. as as somebody who grew up in a family that was not a deer hunting family, we did we dabbled into the waterfall hunting. I grew up near you, shotgun zone only. You know, it just it wasn't deer hunting just wasn't what we did. And then when I when I finished school, I kind of dabbled into bow hunting. And I can guarantee to you that if I didn't know that I could go buy a bow tag over the counter, I'm not applying for one. I haven't applied for a North Dakota tag in seven years now. Right. And you live here. And I live here. You know, like maybe if I was into rifle hunting, I'd be applying. But to put in as much work as you have to do in order to bow hunt effectively, I'm not waiting to find out if I won the lottery. Right. To manage that land. I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to figure something else out. Well, I mean, and I, I get it. You know, if you wait a couple years, if I had to wait a couple years for a tag, that's one thing. But nine years. Right. Yeah, but even even a couple years, right? I mean, maybe what they need to start doing is like they do with some big game hunts, moose hunts, that kind of stuff, where you apply. And if one person in your group goes, you, you all get a chance. So they still have the, the deer shack. They still have that camaraderie like you show up and they're like okay we got three tags this year for the group you yeah. know like but see once, it's legal to party hunt in north dakota well too. once once you shoot three deer your group's done so you know what i mean like six guys apply three of them get a tag all six show up to camp they all get to sit their name is all you know you have to predetermine who's mm-hmm. on these tags and then you go i mean there's correct me if i'm wrong but minnesota had that for bear lottery they had that for moose lottery they had that as i was growing up i always remember my dad applying for the lottery via my him and my grandpa you know so there would be two guys on the tag they go mm-hmm. hunting Boom, there you go you know right and maybe i'm wrong about that but that's what i kind of remember as a I kid have no and, idea. and i but i think that's a way to keep traditions going because there's tons and tons of traditions that have well, been i remember lost. when i was a kid in school and even in college like you're i mean they, they would sh- that weekend opening weekend they would shut it down oh yeah i mean friday everybody was gone mm-hmm. so yeah, what's yeah. your what's your plans this spring Snow goose hunting's coming. You're well, thinking. I've got, uh, no Canada. Well, you know, I've got. Snow uh, goose is actually open right now down in Arkansas. You know, I've got. You? Uh, no, no, it doesn't bug me too much. I've got one more week left on my South Dakota license. I drew a tag in South Dakota. South Dakota is a waterfall hunter. You have to put in for a tag. You get two five day periods. So I've got one more honker hunt coming in South Dakota. I'm going next week down there to uh, hunt honkers. Um, and then. I think we're kind of talking about maybe... Maybe we'll run down to Arkansas and pop our Arkansas, heads in and say know, hi. Say hi, you know. Um, but no, I, I really hit it hard in South Dakota and North Dakota. And then most years, Saskatchewan. Yeah. 
But, uh, you know, that's kind of, so I'll, I'll trust me, Michael's going to get his snow goose time in, um, all of March and all April. (laughs) But, uh, I like to, you know, I, plus a lot of my buddies are close to here, so it's easier to get guys to, you know, come out for four or five days in a row than it is to go down for 10 days or whatever. And then, and then, you know, and then go to a new area and meet new farmers, get on new land, like. You know, I've been going to some areas for for a long time, and it's you know I've got farmers' numbers and texts, and you know I can get on land pretty easy. So you well, know, that's even part of the fun. You you get to know these farmers, you get to know the people around yeah, there, and that's part of the fun. That is the fun, you know. And like I said, I you know I stay with farmers. I've got in South Dakota, North Dakota, even the people like I'll rent out a pheasant lodge in South Dakota or North Dakota. I'll rent a lodge out or whatever, and just even the people that own those and bars, you go to the same bar, oh, you're back again. You know, yep. I mean, I just uh, there's uh. You know, that's the, and then traveling and, and I do like going into the challenge this year for the first time ever. I went to Montana waterfall hunting. That was the most epic conquer hunting I've ever had in my life. And I've had some good ones in North Dakota. It was so much fun. The weather was great. Uh, it was, that was a cool destination to go to. Um, so that was something new I did this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I'll hit it pretty hard and you know, just maybe, just maybe I still got in the back of my head that maybe May 1st, uh, cantaloupe. Not happening. I just, Sorry to ruin your dreams, but like we keep really, really close tabs on what's going on up there for the fishing world. In fact, we work with with people up there, mm-hmm. and and sounds like next year, right? Yeah, twenty twenty two is what they're Ho- looking forward to. Hopefully, that's what that that word spoken by this person that I work with is. We're looking for twenty twenty two. Gosh, that even so, screws up fall. You know yep, what I mean? It's yep. just, and I, I mean, you got to remember, like. Their rules are usually way stricter than ours. Right. Maybe be, that's going to change now with Biden years. in office. I don't know. It might. I know gas is going up fast. Oh. Don't get yeah, you. Don't get Michael McNeil started on, on politics. All, oh my god. <laughs> so, so speaking of speaking of rules changing, mm. uh, with fish addictions leaving Fox Sports North and Fox Sports Wisconsin, we get to play around a little bit more and have some more fun. Mm, yeah. So I have a picture here that hey. was taken during a catalog shoot. Dusty. What you gonna do with the big fat butt? <laughs> I was trying to figure Wiggle, out, wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> I was trying to figure when out I was what posing the for you should be for that picture. Because <laughs> mm. we get to have some more fun now that we're not on network. So what I'm looking at for those that can't see the... Oh, they're gonna be able to oh, see it. Oh, you're gonna be able to see it? It's okay. going full screen. Full screen? Okay. <laughs> I was. <laughs> That's not very flattering. Sue. No, it's not. <laughs> is it more flattering or less flattering than the uh, the mic? Whoa! <laughs> oh, hey, <laughs> do not show that one. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, you need to. You know, I didn't even think you had the camera snapping on that Dude, one. You're so- Dude, you're so white. It looks like you have a Michael Jackson glove on right now. Yeah. That's how white you are. I know. I see it. I love little Michael. <laughs> oh, my God. I am, I am half Norwegian. You're white, white. Yeah, dude. Look how white you're It's white as the snow. In, in the summer, I turn as red as, that, as red as that house. I don't get tan. That's your new nickname is Powder. Powder? <laughs> All right. I'll own it. Whatever. God. And you say I'm the one, and you say I do weird shit. Oh, you would do ten times worse than that. Yeah. What is that ball cap one? Which one? Oh, that's a door open. It looks like a 
like uh, one of the fish addictions ball caps from this side. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the uh the album that Dusty uploaded from our most recent fishing trip, which he did have fun on. Look at this. He didn't get my face in any of these, so I still look pretty. Yeah. Well, well he knows. He knows. Yeah, but you still look like Shrek, you ogre. Well, you know, he got Fiona. He got Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> get out of my swamp. <laughs> I mean, Donkey ended up with a dragon. Right. I'd take Fiona. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. So, so now, where, are you, where are you guys going here soon? I mean, you guys said you're fishing tomorrow, or what's the... We're going to go spearing. I've never speared before. Yeah, we're going to go Oh, to... God. That's, that's the one fishing that I like. My grandpa... Back in the day, would take me out on Lake Osakis where I grew up, and we'd go right out from the family farm, and we would uh, he'd go out there and he had his blackjack chewing gum in Copenhagen, and he'd rotate between the two, and he'd make us a grandma would make us a couple peanut butter sandwiches, and we'd go out there for five six hours and 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 spear and uh, you know they, back in those days they drop eggshells down the hole. Yeah. I don't yep. know if you can do that now or not, but they put eggshells so that you could see and corn. See, I never seen corn. I've seen eggshells. Anyway, God, it was cool, man. It was it was to watch those. I mean, they are a true predator. When you watch them come through, they are really a predator, and it was so cool. And even like when speared, I mean, in our lake back there, we had a lot of dogfish. So um, I got my first thing I ever speared was a dogfish. Uh, I remember that. But um, of course, I remember. Hopefully, dogfish are legal to spear. Yeah, it's a rough fish. Okay. Yeah. So, um, he's old shit. So it's probably legal when he, I'm only 38. I'm not that old. So, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. So I remember the first, and of course, when you're a kid, I remember grandpa had to use the bathroom. So he left the, left the in there and I'm sitting there like this. And of course it happens. He's outside gone for what, two minutes. And I was maybe eight years old, nine years old. It was over Christmas break. And I had one ice to this day. It was Longer than the hole, and it just looked like it looked like an alligator coming through. The, it was so big. I know it's a big fishing story, and I'm not, but I'm not a real fisherman, so it's not a story. But yeah, I it. mean, it was just an, it was something cool to watch that thing. And I, I, I couldn't even throw the spear. I was so nervous. Buck fever. Buck fever, man. I was a kid, but well, I've never like I've so spearing has kind of been one of those things I've always wanted to do. But because of Thor just talks about being on network television, it's kind of one of those things where mm-hmm. you. It's a little frowned upon. It's a touchy subject for people. It's not that people don't like it, and it's not that it's not good, clean, legal fun, but we always shied away from it. And I promised Taylor that I said, we're going to do it. So I called him and said, let's go. Let's do it. And he's like, really? I'm like, yep, we're going. Let's do it. He's like, all right, let's go. So like, I've never chucked a spear before. I've watched it done. I I, I want to be more of a well-rounded fisherman, kind of like, yeah. you know, like hunting and that kind of stuff. Like you hunt big game and do all that stuff. It's probably not going to make, well, that's that's kind of my, that's why I'm nervous to go is because I'm kind of one of those guys. What that if I'm, you get into it? If I'm all in, I'm all in. That's kind of the musky fear for me as well. Yeah. Like I've chucked baits for muskies. I've done that. I've had some follows. My heart thumped like you do there. Yeah. And I had to put it down and walk away from it because if I would have gone again soon, this whole freaking building would have been musky baits. Guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're up because it's you like the challenge a lot yeah. of guys will get really good at something and that's what they do and that's all they do but you like the challenge you like to learn new stuff I, but we're Man. we're up in canada musky fishing with there were three of us who had never really done a lot of musky fishing before and similar to snow goose hunting we were on that canadian thing where it was a little easier than it should have been and mike moves the biggest fish i've ever seen in freshwater 
gets it in the figure eight, you know, messes around with it for 10, 15 minutes, doesn't bite, whatever. Sits down, starts jigging for walleyes off the deep side of the boat. Didn't even cast another musky lure. Just I like, knew I was you know in trouble. We're uh... I knew I was in trouble <laughs> because my heart was thumping. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, if I go home and spend $10,000 on musky baits. Which is almost what you have I'm going to be by myself. Like, my wife's going to leave. Like, I, I knew that. I know that much about myself. Like, I want to go musky fishing. And I will. I will. I and honestly, it was one of those things where, like, at that point in my life, I was like, can I add one more obsession to my life? Yeah, but you love fishing. Yeah, but it's, a, a musky fishing level. is a different obsession. And so is spearing. Like, those are the two things that I've always told, like, you're going to get hooked. So we'll see. It's like oh, the difference. Next podcast, that... I'll let you know if I got hooked on spearing or not. If so, I'll have a spear yeah. hanging right here. <laughs> right. It's, it's, like, it's like the difference between being somebody that's into waterfowl hunting and somebody who is like you. Or like... A duck hunter to a snow goose hunter. Right. Yeah, but like you know me well enough, Michael. Yeah. You know that if I decide oh, I'm doing it. Right. Oh, and I'm the same way. I'm done. Like, I'm, right. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm done. How am a, I going to make this a part of my life? Like right. I don't understand. I don't know how. I don't know. But yeah, we're going spearing. And then I, uh, this weekend I'm going back to one of my favorite spots, Lake of the Woods, with my buddies. We're going up there for three days and then get back. And You're trying to get to Idaho this year. <sighs> yeah, I would really like to get out there. But. I'm next week looks terrible. It's like gonna be cold. highs in the negative like ten and eleven. It's gonna be cold. That's where goose hunting next week in South Dakota. It's gonna be cold. I gotta got those those buddy heaters. Yeah, that's the best, man. Oh yeah. Oh man, I I started buying those and putting them in my a frames. Oh. The little the little ones or the a big buddy heater with a twenty pound tank on oh, it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I cover. Have you it seen up. the uh, Have you seen the new? Oh, yeah. Mr. Heater Flex. Dude, yeah, you should buy the Flex Heater. It is. Okay, so. You can put a grill on top of there's it. There's like something. Yeah, yeah. It comes with a cooker and everything. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So here's the deal. <laughs> I have the big buddy heater. I have the little buddy heater. Love them. But this Flex Heater is in a different level. Like it heats much bigger areas, way less propane. And then you know how sometimes you guys kind of get like the, I've been sitting in a house with propane all day yeah. long. You don't get that with this. It must yeah. burn it way cleaner, really? and but it, we don't have, we I, don't have the science to back it up, but it does seem that way. It seems that way. You know how your height leg gets it's super so hot? hot, not with this, really. Yeah, it's but a it, much, but it's a warmer like it's it's a much more pleasant heat. So it's like a radiant heat. So it warms your surfaces up more than it warms the air temperature. Well, up. if anybody wants to buy four buddy heaters, big buddy heaters, I got them for sale, hit me up on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Go buy one of your go buy one of these flat that's called a flex Do the flex heater. Like shields in town here? Or? I don't know if they have any. They've been the, basically the, the sold out. The issue is going to be whether or not you can find them in stock. It's kind of like ammo right now. Yeah. Yeah. All my buddies are trying to get stuff to go snow goose hunting. You cannot I've not, Okay, I've seen it where 22 223 you know, pistol ammo is gone. You can't find steel shot. You can't find three-inch double BBs. Well, we anyway. just went through an election year, and we just went through an election year that a guy that openly has a vice president that says, nope, we don't like your guns. We're talking about shotgun ammo, though. I know. Steel shot. You yeah, can't but people go it. crazy. You can't get it. You can't get three-inch BBs anywhere. What are they worth to you? Yeah, what are they worth? Because I think I have like five cases in my closet. <laughs> right here. You'll need. Well, I've got. I'm sponsored by Federal, so I got. Like, yeah, I know. Oh, you got yours. I'm mine, but I'm my buddies that are coming on these hunts to spring with me. They're trying to buy ammo. I'm like, how do you guys not? Well, 
I, I don't know how people just go buy a box of ammo. Yeah. That's just like buying like a small ice cream cone. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, no. First off, so I pheasant hunt. So I usually, you know, a box of shells is good for like four limits. What? Oh. Liar. He just got done telling us about how he takes three boxes into a bird blind. Yeah, it was years and ago. And he shoots all three boxes. And it, so it's 70, party doesn't realize that 75 rounds for 12 geese, including him and a couple other guys. Right. So, so probably go, like 150 rounds for 12 geese. But when I go pheasant hunting, I let Hurdle shoot my birds. I'm not dumb. Yeah, well, he's a good shot. Yeah, I just... Does he still hunt with the old Mississippi? What's the old Mississippi? It's a super long Remington 12-gauge. No. It's got like an abnormally long barrel. No. But it's the old Mississippi. I think it's just an 870. Experience. Hurdle, if you're listening to this, comment on this and let us know if you still hunt with the old Mississippi. Because I am... As much as I see Hurdle, like I haven't hunted with, with Hurdle for a while. Because you guys never invite me. You guys go pheasant hunting without me. I've got two dogs I love to hunt. Didn't you guys? You, Hurdle also, you guys had a place out in Mott. We still you? do, but the, like, the bird population went down, and the guy that we hunted on was like, hey, I just want to not pressure these birds. You, know, I, you I still get, have the house out there, yeah, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Not a, not a house, but we got a like, 50-foot trailer out there. I mean, Hurdle never invites me to go pheasant hunting either. You call him? Yeah, I say, hey, wow, Hurdle, I can that, I come bro. pheasant hunting tomorrow? I love hunting with Hurdle. <laughs> we got to have Hurdle on here. We, we do. Have you ever quail hunted, though? Yeah. In I've Nebraska. been invited. That is the funnest. That's, that's Big old covey gets up and it's just like, what do you shoot at? You just start blazing away. Well, I killed more quail coming at me. You ever wonder how Cheney shot that guy? <laughs> I remember <laughs> I remember the first time I quail hunted. It was with my dad and some guys down in Kansas. And a, a covey got up and I had we had three come by us. And I'm swinging like this. And I'm like, looked on my barrel. I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, because they're kamikaze. They'll come right at you. Yeah. I killed more quail coming at me. Than I did uh, going away from me. It, that is the funnest. That so was the, the dogs jump them up and they come right at you. Yeah, they'll come. They'll come. They don't give a shit. They won't fly straight away from you. They'll come at you. Hmm. Kamikaze. It's 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 cool. Screw you up. Well, and then some of them will hold tight. But that was the other thing too is they must get up so fast because they don't hold scent very well. Like my dogs had a hard time picking them up after we knocked them down. Like just finding them. I mean, um, I don't know if they get their wings going so fast they blow that scent off and it takes a minute. But it seemed like. After the longer the bird laid there, the more scent it had. I don't know if maybe somebody that does it more often hmm. can, but uh, that that quail hunt was fun, man. That was a cool experience. I I know my uncle who trains dogs. Um, when they quail hunt, they usually bring like four or five dogs with them. Yeah, at a minimum, like two or three pointers, and then a few retrieving dogs. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, that was cool. That's definitely one of my passions is the upland game hunt. Can Can I title the podcast with? I get how Cheney did it now. No? All right. <laughs> it's true, man. I, Why can't you? Can't use his name? All right. All right. Just, we just wanted to double check. We've got some advisors in the background this evening. Yeah. A camera guy walked in five minutes after Michael was ripping camera guys. Oh, yeah. You missed oh. out big time. Oh. <laughs> And Mike called you a prima donna. I did not. I did not. <laughs> I said camera guys are a prima donna, except for the two we got, is my exact word. Don't let him lie to you, guy. That's Dusty, by the way. He has a name. Hi, Dusty. <laughs> Do you have anything more you want to talk about? Like, get off your chest? I mean, um, gosh. Other than that, we've been at this an hour and 20 minutes already. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 you know, I, I really enjoy 
started, you know, I enjoy your TV show. I love watching this. this okay, beat you. have you ever watched one of our shows, actually? I've watched, watched three of them. Thank you. You know my son's never watched one? I followed you on uh, YouTube today. He did? That's and I followed you back on Instagram because your son's a bitch is finally following you back. Yeah. Fish Addictions or Mike? Fish Addictions. Well, I follow you. Yeah, but not Do you follow me? Yeah. Okay, well. In the fish See, that's what happens. If you follow us, we'll follow you back. Yeah, but I, you finally followed Fish Addictions finally, that, and he did it. No. Nope. Uh, yes to that, no to that. Just because you follow us on Fish Addictions does not mean we're going to follow you back. Yeah, maybe media. if I'm hitting the follow button, you get a follow back. It's. I never realized how big that actually is on social media. So as I get bigger and bigger with the social media thing, grow it, like I'll have guys, hey, can I get a shout out? I got four of those today. Can I get a shout out? I'm like, no, guy, I don't. Like I don't, what you take us? We were help a guy get his page growing. Like I, like I don't. I never realized how big of a, a deal that was. Or like people follow you, and then as soon as you follow them, they unfollow you. Right. Right, because apparently it's a big thing that you should be following thirty thousand people, or you should be following two hundred people, but thirty thousand people should be following you. I don't know why. I don't. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. To me. It's it's not. Can so somebody much explain of, that to me because I am not understanding that for sure. Well, so, so part of it is, so when I, when I work with the fish addictions, Instagram account, I like to scroll through the newsfeed and stay up to date with things that are happening in the industry and the things that we're directly interested in, you know, similar to how anybody else uses their personal Instagram, Mm -hmm. you follow the accounts that you are interested in. Sure. Yeah. And while we're, you know, while we want to know what all of our followers are up to it's simply not possible for us to keep up with if they want us to know what they're up to tag us right Right. give us a tag i go through those daily oh yeah every time fish addictions gets tagged in a picture i go through it that is for sure that that is the best way to make sure that fish addictions knows what you have going on. And we had somebody ask us if I actually reply to them. I would say 90% of the time I get on there and reply back to somebody. Yeah. Personally, uh, if it's a quick question, like where were you guys at? You'll answer it. But mm-hmm. if it's a technical question that somebody wants, I'll reply to that. Well, I, I try to reply to everybody on mine too. Like, yep. I mean, I, um, I will say one thing, knife makers are the scourge of the earth. Huh? Guys oh, yeah. that make knives. Like, they will spam the heck out of you. They'll like you, unfollow you, follow you. And as soon as you follow them back, like, boom, they tag you in every knife post that they have. Really? Like, guys that make, like, Damascus knives or whatever. But they won't answer you back either. No. Interesting. Because I've ran into that. Because it'd be cool to have a, Dama- you know, have a filet knife. It's Damascus. It'd be cool. Right. It'd be badass. I mean, it'd have to be Bubba right now because that's the only knife I'm using. Right. But if somebody made you a sweet custom Damascus knife, you'd I'd probably. I'd cut my hand off. it's been so long since i've used a straight blade like i could still do it i guarantee i could yeah but it would take a lot of time and when like cleaning 20 fish or something like that and i only clean fish when i want to eat them and i'm hungry usually when i want to eat them so i want to get it done and honestly that bubba knife's pretty badass they are sweet do 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 do, no in the fishing world this is the number one question as a guy that kills a lot of waterfall gets what do you do with all those birds? Do you actually eat them? Do you guys ever get that on the fishing nah, table? Well, here's the deal we, with fishing. See, we make a point out of letting and, the fish unless go. Unless we're spearing them, we let them go. Let them go, let them grow, buddy. 
and make and make so we don't have that really big issue because like oh my god every that is the number one question you actually clean all those birds yeah of course we clean every one of them and yeah i actually have five needy families that i give probably 400 pounds of goose to every year they make sausage and summer sausage and i mean all sorts of stuff oh it's good i mean honestly like i know a lot of guys that kill a lot of things a lot of geese a lot of whatever guys that are hunters nine times out of ten are ethical people they're not killing it just to kill it if if you're killing it and you're gonna do something with it i know guy mean a lot of people that donate food i know a lot of guys that bring it to a processor get it processed and then donate it so they oh, actually yeah, stick absolutely. money into it you absolutely. know and so i know snow goose hunters get a really bad rap on we that. do uh well and here's the other thing the one i hate the worst is you kill a hundred geese and then there's that guy that cleans them and cuts the breast meat out and then throw, just throws it right along the highway. Oh, where yeah, everybody dumb. can see it. I mean, I mean, I understand like, what are you supposed to do with all the carcasses? Cause you get yelled at if you throw it in a dumpster in town, you get, I mean, but God, what? these guys just need to think a little bit. I, last year I was hunting in North Dakota, Southern North Dakota, snow geese. And these guys, I don't want to say where they're from. Cause I know, but they they were they killed 40 snow geese and they cleaned them and they just were throwing them along a gravel road i mean right in the ditch yeah and i looked at them like 20 yards further is some cattails pitch them in the cattails i stopped and told them like hey grab those geese throw them in the cattails this is why you get a bad name this is why you know that we get in trouble i guarantee you somebody's gonna drive by that see take it, post a picture it, of it and pull it oh look at all these bad hunters and what a bunch of slobs and you know what i mean like that's the other thing like Pick up your shells. Throw them where people can't Can see them. Can you keep me like 20 wings and legs this year? Because I would. my grandpa used to make a recipe with snow geese and smoke them. Yeah. And I just want to do it again. Okay. So if we don't make it hunting, I really would like like honest like back legs, like 20 geese worth. So 40 yep. of each. Like, yep. I know oh, it you, takes a little bit of time, but I'd love it. You guys are going hunting this year. We got to go. We were going to do it last year. Just go for five or six hey, days. Hey, you flaked out on me last year. Well, I had dementia stuff going on. That's this weekend. Next weekend. Next weekend. So as long after that, I and I'm actually going to South Dakota next weekend. So you're not even going to be there. Nope. Yikes. Yeah, I told him I was. The boat be show there. in Fargo just happened, and I was wondering how it was going. Doubled attendance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were concerned because. I what? own the Fargo Ice Show, and we had to cancel it. Well, I know because you spend money with me, and I missed that commission. Yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> But yeah, so the, you know, we were really concerned, you know, with the COVID stuff, if people were going to show up. But now after hearing about the Fargo show, like, I, I think people are just so over it. They want something to do. They want to get out of their house. They want to see stuff. They want to, you know, I really. It's just like everything else. There's two ends to it. Like, I want to get out and do something. I don't really care. If I care a little bit, I'll wear a mask. If I don't, are you guys going to require a mask? It's yes. mandatory. It, yeah. that, and the alertus is Which giving... at this point, who cares, right? Right. I mean, we've all pretty much had it. Mm-hmm. I haven't. You haven't? That you know of. Well, I've had no symptoms of it. Either. There you go. So I bet you should just go take the $25 antibody test. See if you had it. Um, pick your brain a little There's bit. There's a lot of people that have been doing that that actually had it that never knew they had it. Right. I'll, when I had it, I had the worst body aches I've ever had in my entire life. I was mm. in bed for three days. I couldn't even get out of bed. When I had it, I lost my taste and smell for about a month. And i never went and got tested so i guess i'm 99 percent sure i had it i never went and actually got tested because i didn't want to i knew i had it and i had a fever and a headache for one day i learned that i wasn't sick sick but man the, my aches it was and then the chills. i mean you're a prima donna so yeah i am i'm soft yeah there's that i'm really soft 
<laughs> you should sing for Florida Georgia Line. Oh, God damn it. So. Here's another little known fact about Michael McNeil. He's a karaoke god. I am. You're, yep. into the, you're into the karaoke? I, uh, Back in the day when John and him first started hanging out, like they would go to bars and karaoke. That's and, all we would do. But would Michael McNeil duets? took it a step further. Michael McNeil used to do karaoke contests. John did contests? Yeah, one, because you talked him into it while you're at the bar. Yeah. You traveled to places to I do did. contests. Yeah. No, I did. I, uh, I took... Uh, what was your song? You know, I have a lot of songs I can do, but I guess... But what is... Right now, $100,000 on the line. What are you singing? The darkness, I believe in a thing called love. Put it up there. We want a little bit of it. <laughs> no. Yes. No. Michael McNeil, not afraid to do anything, not afraid to do nothing. <laughs> oh, But my God. apparently, he's afraid to sing his, you know, one I, of his favorite you know, song. And I like... Uh, no, we're Rascal not going to accept this. Rascal Flats. Um, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff. I don't know. I like I like any anything for attention for me. Do you still karaoke a little bit? Oh yeah, if I'm when I'm uh, done hunting and it's. Uh, Do you compete? No, I don't compete anymore. But I'll go to the bar and try to meet some chicks and. Try. Yeah. All right, come on, just a little bit, not the whole thing. I don't need the words. I know the words. Oh. oh. Just, 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 a, just a proof of points here. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm I'm excited for this. Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, you want to get those lights over there? Let's God, get the stage should, set. This is a hard one to do. Like. Other ones. Oh, boy, no. There, you there we go. Whoa, whoa. There's no music. Can you play the That's music? That's what he is. Just no, he just pulled the words up. He didn't play the music. Oh, well, get the music. Karaoke version. <laughs> I need, oh, no. need a marble light. No internet? No. No. We'll fix this. Oh, there it is. The darkness, I believe in a thing called love. You know the song, don't you? Oh yeah. <laughs> sing it, either. sing it through the first like. At least the first person. Can you hear this? Yeah, I can hear it. Kind, kind of. of bring well, it closer. We'll get it on this one here. It's gonna take forever on here. Oh. oh. I can't explain all the feelings that you're making me feel. Oh. My heart's in overdrive and you're behind the steering wheel. <laughs> Touching you. <laughs> Touching me. Touching you. Oh, God, you're touching me. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Did you think that I would remember that? No, I knew everybody. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. Got to pick up chicks somehow. I mean, you used to try to like win vacations and stuff. No, I, I won the WeFest karaoke roundup before. I, you know, you know like country songs are probably a little bit better, but yeah, that's going to be first front and center on this thing. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so thank you to everybody for tuning in to this episode of Fish Addictions, The Real Talk. We've got Michael McNeil here in the studio with us tonight, and you have now learned one of the top three ways to pick up chicks if you're as pretty as McNeil. Just think Thank, a little bit. Thanks for being here. Oh, one thing before we leave. Do not forget to go to our Facebook page and YouTube and check out the ultimate giveaway. But YouTube. It's YouTube. YouTube. Well, if you go on Facebook, you'll find where yeah. to go for it. So, guys, we're giving away 
from our sponsors uh, with us and them in conjunction. Uh, a prize package that you can see there, but I'll list it off real quick. Uh, real quick, we're doing a Northland tackle package. We're doing a G2 Eskimo 8-inch auger. Uh, go, go electric auger. Everybody's doing it. Uh, we're, we're giving away a 450XD house. We're giving away an Eskimo ice suit. We're giving away a $200 runnings gift card. We're giving away a Garmin Panoptics, which everybody, everybody wants on the ice. And we're also giving away the Norsk 24 amp hour lithium battery so you can fish all day long. We haven't added it up. We said we were going to. We know the package is over $5,000. It is. And all you have to do, all you have to do, guys, we have taken the big step of, of going off TV and, and, and onto the internet, to the social media platforms, YouTube, all these different areas you can find us. Uh, and, and with those, we have lots of different other platforms that those are offered on. But we're doing it because you guys have come out in droves and supported what Fish Addiction is doing, what we're doing here in the podcast, uh, what we're doing with the with the vlogs. And uh, so, yeah, so get over there. All you got to do is subscribe, and, subscribe comment. and comment. If you're already a subscriber, comment. You're in. If you're not a subscriber, hit that subscribe button, comment. You're in. It's as easy as that. One month. Uh, not even quite a month. So we're March 1st. We're giving it away and, uh, somebody is going to be super happy. I'm also including some limited editions, fish addictions apparel. Oh, we're adding to it. Yeah. Okay. Do I well, get fish addictions? No. Yeah. We'll get you one. Sweet. So we got to again, go we'll check that out. out. Thank you guys. This is fish addictions, the real talk. And Wait. we always have a lot of fun and one of our most entertaining guests out here. We'll probably have him back at some time. <laughs> Michael underscore underscore McNeil on Instagram. The Goose Man. Uh, I was just going to ask you what your call was. That's what. Make rain. <laughs> <laughs> and all of Michael's social media stuff will be linked in the description <laughs> below. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Wow. Tell me that wasn't fun. No. no less than five inches of steak there. No, that shit's going out raw. <laughs> 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 <laughs>